0: Thank you for listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using Lifeways Explore the Bible Adult Resources. Each week we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCreer, your host, and this week we're we'll being joined again by Ken Brady. Ken was with us uh, for this first session three. Ken is the director of Sunday School. Ken, thank you for being with us again this week. Dwayne, love being back. Thanks for having me back in. As I said, we're looking at session six for our spring 2022 study of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. In chapter six, we look at 1st Thessalonians chapter four, verses 13 through 18. One of the more quoted sections of the letters to the Thessalonians, we've outlined this passage with three points, hope, return, and reunion. First of all, that idea of hope That looks at verses 13 and 14. In these verses, Paul assured the Thessalonian believers that they could be certain that Christian loved ones who died before Christ's return would be resurrected. For us, we can walk away knowing that the return of Jesus gives believers hope when grieving the death of another believer. Point number two is return, and that's verses 15 and 16. In these verses, Paul explained that God had revealed to Paul, that at Christ's return, believers who had died would be raised first and would participate in Christ's coming. Once again, we can understand that Jesus will return in his full glory, gathering all believers through the ages for eternity. The last section, verses 17 and 18, is reunion. In these verses, Paul encourages the Thessalonian believers to expect to be reunited forever with their deceased Christian loved ones, and they would be united in the Lord's presence following Christ's return. For us, we can know that the certainty of Christ's return should encourage us when grieving. Ken, this passage here is probably one of the, as I said, one of the more familiar passages in all of the letters to the Thessalonians. I don't know how many funerals I've been to or... Been the official of where this passage has either been read or been asked of me to read. With it being that familiar, how can we help our teachers approach this with fresh eyes? I would try to take,
1: I think, the approach that Paul did here. You know, he was very pastoral and very caring uh, of the people that he was writing to. Uh, you know, this was a passage that was designed to, you know, bring comfort uh, to those people who are grieving. Uh, those who have lost loved ones. And I think, you know, most of us have experienced that in our lifetime. And so uh, that's going to be something that everybody in our groups uh, can relate to. And, you know, the assurance that, uh, you know, no one is going to be left out of this future resurrection, you know, both believers and and non-believers even, you know, and so there's going to be uh, this resurrection uh, of the dead and that speaks to the return of Christ, you know, and the fact that we can have assurance as believers that Christ is going to fulfill his promise to come back for his bride and to take us to a place that he has been preparing for us. And so I would I would come at it very pastorally, you know, and, uh, and I would probably avoid, you know, speculating about, you know, the timing of the events, you know, that could really get a group uh, off track and distracted, I think, from the main idea here in the passage, you know, and that is that there is grief, uh, comfort for those that are grieving, and that the Lord, uh, the Lord is going to return, and we will not be separated from our loved ones forever, just for a short time, so I say approach it pastorally.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's wise, and uh, and it does give us a sense of hope. I know when my father, my dad, uh, was facing death, he had cancer, and he uh, he, he would die the next day, but on that day before, and he knew his time was about to be done here. He gave me the names of three people he was looking forward to seeing uh, once he passed away. And I took great comfort in that. They were all people that were important to me in my life and important to him. And that, that helped me work through the grieving, but it helped him have permission for himself to say, I'm good leaving this place because there's a lot more people over there I would love to spend some time with. Uh, one question that may have may come up here is are, are believers the only ones resurrected here?
1: Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of this passage and I'm gonna go, Dwayne, to answer that one. I'm going all the way back to the Old Testament, to the very first time in scripture that we see this idea that both the righteous and the unrighteous are going to be resurrected. That's from Daniel 12, verse 2. This is where we pick it up. And here's what it says. It says, many who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life and some to disgrace and eternal contempt. And so that lets us know uh, pretty early on, I think, you know, that there is going to be uh, a life everlasting for all people. Uh, It's just a matter of where are you going to spend your eternity, you know, and uh, as I read my Bible, Dwayne, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but you know, there's only two choices, you know, I spend, I spend eternity with Christ, I spend it with my Heavenly Father in in his presence, um, I'm one of the sheep, or I spend it uh, in a place called hell, uh, a place where Satan reigns and uh, people that uh, rejected Christ in this lifetime, that's where they will live forever and you know and it's pretty black and white right and it's that's a scary thought to be honest Dwayne because there is there is no middle gray ground here it's it's one or it is the other and uh, and people you know uh, that are alive today we have uh, a choice to make and the moment that our heart heart you know beats its last then that's where our eternity is decided you know it's too late at that point to uh to make that decision so That's why it's so important, just like your father did, you know, many years ago, bowed his knee to King Jesus. And and because of that, uh, you know that he is safe and secure in the Lord's care. Uh, You'll see him again soon. You know, it'll feel like a blink of an eye, you know, whenever you get to heaven yourself and you have that wonderful reunion. But um, no, everybody gets resurrected. It's just a matter of where you get to spend
0: eternity. Yeah, one item that might help teachers at this point is in the pack, pack item 12. It's entitled When Believers Die, and it just gives information about how to understand what happens once we cross that bridge or go to the other side of the river, however you want to word it. Once we die and what happens to the believer when they die, the idea in the, the leader guide is for us to distribute this handout, use it as discussion when we're looking at verses uh, 14. Uh, so it's earlier in the lesson. we look at verses 14. Uh, then we would use this handout and, and just share insights gained from that, and use that to feed in our discussion of verse 14. A Question that may come up is there appears to be something going in the background that caused Paul to to even write this section. Uh, is there a problem, Ken? And what do we what do we guess about that problem?
1: Well, I think you know, this is one of those places where we uh, can look at uh, the culture in which Paul wrote and we know uh, for a fact that there were you know some jews that uh, denied uh, the idea of a, a physical resurrection okay so that could be part of it uh, there were others in culture uh, that just denied bodily resurrection you know of any kind they were ne- not necessarily jews and uh, and it could be you know that you've got uh, folks that uh, have become concerned that uh, you know that their loved ones in christ we're somehow going to miss out, you know, on this future return of Christ and a resurrection. And, uh, and so, Paul, this might have occasioned, you know, some of the things that he said here. Um, you know, this idea that maybe death brings about a real permanent separation of some kind. And Paul's having to remind us or tell us that, you know, no, there is going to be a, a reunion of believers in Christ. And so, it's probably a multifaceted, you know, situation he was dealing with. Uh, that led to to this part of his letter to the Thessalonians.
0: The city of Thessalonica was a melting pot for religion. So you would have had just about any kind of religious thought in that city. It's a trade city. It's on a trade route. So you would have had multiple groups represented there. And so there were some cultures there who had a strong understanding about resurrection, but their ideas about how it happened would have colored how they understood what Paul would have taught them, so I can see why Paul would have needed to uh, help them understand that more fully. Now, uh, you already mentioned we shouldn't speculate on the timing, but are there any things in here uh, about the timing that we just need to be aware of? Uh, I would look at my adult group and,
1: uh, and I would you know not stray into the you know the uh return of Christ and the timing of you know that the second coming. However, I definitely would say that this passage absolutely speaks to a particular element of the timing. And that is the one thing we can know here from this passage is that those that are dead in Christ first, like your dad, uh, they're going to be first in line. You know, And if you and I are alive uh, when Christ returns, your daddy is going to go first and, and be resurrected. And then maybe it's a blink of an eye, you know, you and I would be next kind of a thing. But that's something we can know from the passage: the dead in Christ rise first. And so they're first in line.
0: One of the pack items, pack item nine, is it's entitled The Return of Christ. And it outlines some of the things, some of the passages that Paul wrote relative to the return of Christ. And it gives us some key thoughts to think about so that we can say, well, you know, this is exactly what the Bible says. What you're talking about would be speculation. But this is not. These are the facts. These are the things you can know for sure, and we can use that pack item to help our class and our groups get a fuller understanding of exactly what the Bible says. So, Dwayne, I
1: want to jump in and I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And the question goes like this: You've mentioned uh, the the leader pack a few times. Yeah. And there may be uh, some some group leaders that are out there listening to this podcast today. And perhaps they, you know, they're not provided that leader pack. Talk to us just for a minute about, you know, what what is this pack and and what's in it? Why would I want it as a group leader? And then, you know, how do I go about getting it if I wanted it?
0: Well, the pack is it includes posters, it includes handouts, it includes charts. Uh, there's two versions of it. There's a print version. And there's a digital version. The print version, obviously, it has those things in print. They're posters you can put on the wall. One of the my favorite things is ha- is using the map, the map that's in the back of the personal study guide, the daily discipleship guide, the leader guide is also included in that pack and it's big. And so I can point to it on the wall while the group's looking at theirs on the, in their hands. So it makes it a little bit easier for me to teach at that point. And it, it just gives me some, some things I can do to, to bring variety to the classroom, some extra things I can hand out like these two handouts that are talked about here. It also is available in a digital format now, if you get the print one, you also have an access card that lets you get the the, the digital version. So you, those same items will be coming to you in a PDF format, but you also get doc files. And doc files are files that you can use on your computer to customize the teaching plans and uh, the commentary. So you can copy and paste and create your own document to carry into the classroom with you. So you don't have to try to retype everything in the leader guide or all those kinds of things. So those folks who are looking for that kind of help, something that's got the leader guide commentary and the leader guide group plans, they can take that resource that's in the pack and create their own customized plan, I guess for lack of better terms, with commentary mixed in. They'll probably just copy just, they won't copy all the commentary, but they'd copy some of the commentary, put it in that, that file and then print it and carry it in, or they could just save it as a, google doc or a doc on their their phone or whatever or tablet and teach from that but those are the things that are in the pack and what it's designed to do it's it's to enhance what's happening now folks who don't get the pack number one in the back of the leader guide we do tell you what those items are and how you can make your own it's going to take a little bit of work to make your own we're trying to save you time by providing those uh, in the print or digital resource but uh, that, that's that's one option. The other option is you can ask your church to purchase it for you. They can purchase it in the same way that they purchase the leader guide, the David Discipleship guide, the personal study guide. It's on that order form, whether that's the print order form or the online order form. Or you, if you want to, you can go purchase it yourself. You can either purchase the print or the digital, uh, and have it shipped to you, delivered to your home address whatever address you've given, and then they would have that that information. Uh, for yourself to to save yourself some time, or to make some custom things, or to enhance what's going on with your group. So it's a valuable tool. I, I love having it uh, for myself because then I can I can do all kinds of stuff. The, the having the handouts sometimes I, the class I never always share with them the handout, but I will learn something from it that I can share with the group, which is to me just as more is just as as valuable as what I hand out to the group. Because sometimes I need them to think I'm smarter than I really am. And that helps me do that. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It's a great tool. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've served three church staffs, Dwayne. And uh, just like you, you know, when you were serving on church staff, uh, I always made sure that my teachers had the leader pack. Uh, it was the one thing that they really loved having because of all those extra goodies uh, that really uh, enhanced the Bible study and, uh, and provide extra handouts like you've already mentioned. So uh, anyway, it's a great tool uh, for all of our listeners that, uh, that don't have that. Might want to take a look at it sure. and see
0: if that's something that would uh, help you with your group. Before we go, let me remind our listeners about another resource that they may find helpful. And this is a free resource. It's called Extra. And in that resource, we identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce and conclude the group time. Like I said, the file is free. And you can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following in your web browser. goexplorethebible.com/leaderextras. forward slash Leader Extras. No spaces. That's goexplorethebible.com/leaderextras. forward slash Leader Extras. I want to thank you for tuning in today, for listening to us. And we hope you encourage other teachers to tune in next week. We'll be looking at Session 7. We're we'll looking at Matthew Chapter 28 to be our lesson for Easter. And in that study, we'll be focusing on the idea of how Jesus' resurrection assures believers of salvation.